0: What
1: if you were an old man?
0: Um, I sometimes feel like an old man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you decided to go on a journey. Sounds fun. And then years later, some kids found out about it and tried to investigate exactly what really happened. And they <laughs> zoomed in very creepily at times.
2: God.
0: I wasn't sure where you were going at first, and now I do. God. I don't know what I would do. Suffer scream, maybe?
1: There that's a good that's a good uh, answer.
0: Yay.
2: There
1: you go. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Season Language Check Up O V A. This is a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. And uh, we've got a uh, a set of two things ready to talk about today. Mm-hmm. One that we have talked about at length previously.
0: Yes, I don't remember and what an, our number it is though.
1: It was some time ago. It was <laughs> like some... last year, probably.
0: Um, 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 who knows?
1: And also a game that Al was playing, and I I thought I had co op, and then I was like, oh, we got, we play co op, and then it was like, oh no, never mind, it's local co op. So. Get bent.
0: Yeah, but we but still
2: we play played it, it anyway.
0: anyway. <laughs>
1: so that's what we are here to discuss today, as we uh, lead up into the road to
0: episode forty-four.
1: I yeah, I was I literally just loaded that that that, uh, that page up. Nice forty-four. So that was almost two years ago. It was oh, well, it was over two years ago. Excuse me.
0: We are an old man's journey now.
1: We are. <laughs> You've gone on an old man's journey with us. Uh, so, yeah. Let's talk about an old man's journey.
0: All right. Let's talk about an old man's journey. So, I, I did the, um, what is it, Xbox Games Pass? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking at the games that were there, and you were looking for co-op games. I was like, this game looks really pretty. And you're like,
1: man, we should play all these Halo games. <laughs> I was like, no, owl.
0: We can't.
1: There's too many.
0: No. The only one you only
1: play Halo Wars.
0: I <laughs> say so the only one you would want is Reach.
1: I mean, that's coming out later this year, so.
0: Um So yeah, I was looking through it and I was like, oh man, this game looks really pretty and so I added it to the things of like, hey, I'm going to play this with my my Xbox Game Pass. Um And I was playing That's how it, it works. I mean, it, it kind of did. It was like I have to click the thingy, and it's like, "All right, we'll prepare this game for you."
1: Yeah, Xbox Game Pass. It's a, a remarkable deal.
0: Right now, it is yes.
1: Like that is a a service that is that feels like you're ripping people off.
0: I um, I still have feelings on it, but for now, it lets me play as an old man. And I'm okay with that for now. Um, so yeah, I, I I like clicked on it and I started playing it. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. And um I realized quickly that it's like a non dialogue game that like doesn't even have a tutorial, it's just you're an old man, you have a stick and you have a bag, let's go. Mm-hmm. You, you get a letter at the beginning.
1: Which it's very evident that this is a this was a mobile game first.
0: Yes, it is very evident.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, which that the that initially did come out in like May of 2017 on mobile, and on PC as well, um, and then came to consoles last year on Switch in 2018, and then came in PS4 in May of 2018, and then came to Xbox this year. So
0: um, yeah. this game is
1: out places everywhere.
0: It it definitely. It's clear it was mobile first mm-hmm. so you, you when hit the, the pause video. button
1: and like it's just like oh <laughs> this is very much like a touchscreen interface isn't it and you're like hmm mm. and like even just like the way you you uh you play the game and like you manu- you, you you have like a cursor and everything it's like you touch the to move of the old man and everything and how you manipulate the terrain and everything like it's very much like oh if if this had touch screen touchscreen controls like it would make a ton of sense
0: and I guess we should talk about how the mechanics work is that you have to navigate the old man through a bunch of different terrain and that involves like moving up and down hills and connecting things. And I was telling you while we were playing this that that would be terrifying for me if I were just like standing there trying to go on this journey and like the land starts moving behind me.
1: Or you're just like one of the the random passerbyers that you, you run across in this journey and they're just like, is the land keep moving up and down oh god
0: or like there's the part where there's a train and like none of the train tracks are actually connected and i'm like mm-hmm. this is so dangerous who designs a train track like this
1: sorry we must uh, stop the train the tracks have not been connected yet we are waiting for them to to snap back into place
0: <laughs> it was so weird i'm like alright cool i guess like it there's a level of surrealness to the whole thing anyway but that mm. that's the gist of how you get through the game is you navigate the old man through the terrain by moving the terrain and connecting points and making him fall down waterfalls a lot.
1: He does fall down a lot of waterfalls for an old man.
0: Which I feel kind of bad. I'm like man he's going to break a hip or something.
1: He did not listen and hear about not going and chasing waterfalls.
0: Oh my god. I know from a fact that um, if you chase waterfalls you break your ass.
2: It's true.
0: Yep. (laughs) I will I will no longer do that because I cracked my tailbone. I literally broke my ass chasing waterfalls.
1: We are we are a service we're providing a service to all of you (laughs) and telling you, hey, don't go chasing waterfalls. You break your butt.
0: You break your butt. Like I said, you'll
1: you'll get him another crack there.
0: That's what I was saying when I first like found out. I got the phone call, and I I went to my friend Alex's office, and was like, "The jokes write themselves." I have a cracked tailbone. (laughs) I'm like, "Oh my god!" But my my butt has since healed, and now I'm sure this old man's butt is also broken. But you know, they don't they don't really talk about that. Um, but as you move through the game, like he sits on benches and you get kind of the backstory of what's happened with him. Um, there are a lot of boats.
1: It's a lot of boats. I mean, this is a they they clearly lay out in the the backstory that they show off throughout, like kind of in between each little puzzle section. They're like, This dude really like boats. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he was a very nautical man instead of a rambling man. He was a nautical that's a man.
1: Good, that's a good way to describe him.
0: He's a nautical man. He uh, He's like, hey, there's this, He was like in the Navy and he meets this like hot redheaded lady. And then he boinks her and then they have a kid. And the um, kid's like, I got a boat. Well, they did, they did get married at one point. I should probably clarify that. Um, Look at my toy boat. And Dad's like looking out the window, like looking at the boats. Like God, I want that boat. Um. And eventually, he he leaves to go on his his boat adventure, and like you, you keep getting all this flashback stuff about like where he has been this whole time as an as a man.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it does involve a lot of boats. A lot of boats. Um, so there are a lot of different sections in this. Like you go through you go through like a village and then you go to a hotel. Um, you go through a lot of like countryside, you go through a lot of waterfalls, um, you go through the train section, you go through a truck section where you almost get run over and it's terrifying.
1: <laughs> it happens multiple times. It
0: does. Um, and then you you have several boat sections, and then there's one section that is really interesting to me that I've been thinking about since we've played it that I'm like, what does this actually mean? And I still haven't figured out what it means.
1: you right. What do those sheep mean?
0: Those sheep are evil. (laughs) Jerks. Evil sheep.
1: Like, no, you do not get to pass.
0: You shall not pass. You
1: can't go anywhere.
2: (laughs)
0: god at least the frogs you know you could just touch them and they'd make froggy sounds and um which is funny you while you were playing it we were playing on voice chat and um at first you were yelling about doggos and then eventually you started yelling about froggos and i was like i never thought about froggos as a term before and i like it a lot
1: i was yelling about kitties
0: kitties the kitty was <laughs> on the bench
1: and then your kitties were probably like what what is happening <laughs> We're here. Hello.
0: Well, and the funny part about that is that you're like, oh, I'm going to sit on this bench with a kitty. And then you're like, oh, the kitty is a butthole. Cat experience. Like, that's what they do. They just show you their butts all the time.
1: Like, look at my butt.
0: Look at my butt.
1: Look like, at that I'm hole. I'm
0: like, I really don't want to look at your butt, but thank you. I appreciate it anyway.
1: Are you proud of me?
0: <laughs> I am very proud of you. Um, But yeah. You can, like, click on people and get s- stories and um achievements, not trophies. It's
1: so weird.
0: I keep forgetting.
1: Same. Like, and this I, I was someone who was very much in the Xbox 360 ecosystem and very much into finding achievements and all that stuff. And it's, like, the five years or so that I've been using a PS4, like, oh, that's just gone.
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing is that <laughs> When last gen, I played more 360 than I did anything. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Uh, Well, I did a lot of Wii, too, and then, you know, Wii U. But um, I played a lot of 360 over the PS3. um, And then this time I switched, I I play a lot more PS4. And I was like, how do I Xbox? (laughs) It's
1: it's always fun whenever we we boot up our Xboxes and it's like, how many patches does this thing need this time?
0: Well, one thing that I realized, and this is completely unrelated to Old Man's Journey, but it's related to my journey, um, is that.
1: Al's journey.
0: Is that when I started playing with the Xbox again, I'm like, oh, right. I don't like the Xbox controller.
1: It's fine. I think also, as well, that like they've made better versions of this controller. Mm -hmm. Like that Elite controller is supposed to be like really good. So.
0: Well, can I clarify my reasoning? Yeah. I have tiny hands. You do? It's not the Duke, but the fact that it's...
1: What if it was?
0: Still very... God, I hated the Duke. I had the Duke. Can you imagine? I had these tiny, tiny hands, and I had to use the Duke. Um, I feel like
1: if I never really used a, an original Xbox, so like I missed out on the Duke and everything, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have loved the Duke.
0: You probably would have loved the Duke. I knew it was like I hated- loved the Duke.
1: I hated the DualShock before really they came out with the DualShock 4 because the the DualShock was so tiny.
0: Mm -hmm. But see, I like it a lot. And so the issue that I am having now is that, like, we're trying to play a different game. My hands can't wrap to where it needs to go to actually Mm -hmm. play the games very well. Like, it's not comfortable because my hands are so small and the sides are so thick. It's very upsetting.
2: Yeah.
1: here Here is something that a lot of people clearly did not say when it was first unveiled. I was very excited for the PlayStation 3 Boomerang controller.
2: I
0: mean, it looked cool.
1: I was like, this is a controller that looks like it actually accommodates someone with big
0: hands. It looked cool, but. Um, and then they're like,
1: oh, never mind. This We were shelving that design and going back with the DualShock. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> Which the DualShock 3 f- sucks.
0: It does. You could
1: you could probably snap that thing in half if you gave it enough pressure, but yeah. I think I think the Xbox One controller is fine. I think in terms of it comparing it to like the 360 controller, it's a bit of a downgrade. Mm-hmm. Um but like there's enough like interesting things I think they do internally with like, you know, like motion and, or r- rumble and like the triggers and all that sort of stuff. Like yeah. that stuff's cool, but but I can I can totally see how like this thing would not be a fun controller to have in your hands for a long time if you don't have
2: if you have
0: tiny hands you have tiny hands yeah. yeah so I was playing through this and I was like oh man okay so it's already uncomfortable I'm like this isn't this isn't gonna be great but I got through this because it's you know not a very long game I think we played like what two hours maybe basically um but then when I started playing the other game that we're talking about um not today but eventually maybe um, I was like, "Oh God, I can't hit these triggers and these buttons. What am I doing?" It was terrible. I am. I would be
1: curious to see how you would feel about the the Switch Pro controller. I don't have. they it. Are, they're because they, compared to the the Xbox One controller, they're kind of relatively the same size. Are they? I think I think basically the only thing is is that like the the Switch Pro controller is thinner, like it's not as thick mm-hmm. with two C's. Um, so I think that's like the big difference between the two. But like, in terms of like length and width, they're pretty similar.
0: Um, I think the perfect controller for me is um, the Joy Cons when they're in a like dock, like not the dock dock, but when they're no,
1: no, 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 no. When
0: they're in the the slidey thing. Oh no! That's the best one for me.
1: That thing is too too tiny.
0: And it's too perfect. tiny. It's perfect. Um. Mm-hmm. So anyway. It was hard for me to, like, adjust back to this controller, and I and this was a pretty good game to, like, try and get back into that. Yeah. Because um, it's really just like, hey, you're pressing one button.
1: You're moving the, the left stick, and then you're pressing A a lot. That's basically <laughs> it.
0: Um so yeah, in in this this game, you have this man who's very nautical, and at one point he's like, "All right, I can't deal with this anymore," and he leaves and he goes on like boating adventures. He leaves his family, and um, at one point he gets real sad and he decides to go back, and his like house is foreclosed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, "Man, his house is run down." You're like, "Oh, it's foreclosed." Like, oh, I didn't see that part. <laughs> um, and so like it's it he's kind of just sad
1: he's a sad old man
0: um i like i said i've been thinking about that one underwater scene so much though and like what that could possibly mean because you throw the old man down a big waterfall and then like the next scene of it (laughs)
1: like get out of here
0: (laughs) this game was a lot of me and you screaming like go this way old man like we're just yelling at this old man so terribly um, but yeah, you throw him down the waterfall, and like the next scene of it is just like him underwater with like a mm-hmm. bunch of like broken, sunken ships and a truck, a truck, and a locked door. And I'm like, yeah. what is happening right now? And I haven't been able to figure out like the closest that I could come up with um, in thinking about it is that like. Because it's one of the last things you see before he, like, gets to the end area.
1: Before he completes his journey.
0: Before he completes his journey, yes. Is that maybe this is, like, him realizing that, like, his his boat dreams were not everything that they had he had hoped that they would be. Hmm. Um, and so, like, the locked door is him, like, coming to that realization of, like, oh, right. You know, I tried to get away, I tried to go on these boat adventures and escape and it actually was detrimental to me. Like that that's the only thing I really come up with. Cause at first I thought he was dead.
1: Rip old man.
0: <laughs> I mean, we did throw him down a waterfall.
1: It's true. Like I mean that's I feel like that's the the most like just on-the-nose allegory that you could come up with, like, oh, the old man navigates through the waters and then finds his way out. It's it's about life and death. Yeah. And, like, clearly, you can easily kind of make that connection, but I really like yours in terms of, just like...
0: It's kind of, like, a grass is greener on the other side type thing of, like, he thought, yeah, he thought like, that that would be his happiness, and it wasn't.
1: And, like, I think just with how, you know, there, like you said, there's a lot of just, like, broken down Boat parts. You get to like clear out of the way to even um continue to to on and door. all that sort of like that makes a lot of sense. Of like you know was all of these boating adventures and that freedom of the ocean life and whatever like was that worth destroying my relationships with my family and all that sort of stuff? Like that's a that's a very good and interesting way to look at that.
0: Like I said, it's the only thing I can come up with that like makes sense to me and how I would read this game. Mm-hmm. Um. And I like it. I think that that's a good way to go about it, especially with how the game ends. Um, Which I realize that I'm just like flying through this, but there's really not that much to the game. It's
1: very much like literally the the entire game is just going puzzle section, puzzle section, puzzle section. Here's a a screen of backstory.
0: Yeah, um, us like yelling at the screen constantly. Um, But with with the game, like it starts out with the postman delivering a letter, and when he finally like sits down at the final bench he's like at this house and then he gets up and he goes and he like knocks on the door and he goes in and then like you see his wife and daughter in there and his wife is dying Mm -hmm. and so like you realize that okay the letter was someone telling him like hey you need to get here and see her
1: you gotta you you gotta circumvent all of these boats and hills (laughs) hot air balloons to get here sheep Get rid of all these sheep
0: truck and train tracks and all kinds of crazy things. But, uh, like that's the whole thing is that he's supposed to get there and he is there for like the moment and all, which is important. Mm -hmm. And then him and his daughter like reconcile and go hang out on a boat with their kid, with her kid. So his grandchild. (laughs) Um, and so. Like I said, if you're interpreting that underwater scene as, like, him realizing that, like, it was a mistake or that it wasn't what he thought it was going to be, then, like, him actually making it to the end is, like, his kind of reconciliation of that, of, like, this wasn't what I really wanted. What I wanted was this all along was to be with you guys. Right. And so he's able to be there for, like, her passing. And then everybody just turns into a ghost. Spooky. Um... But yeah, they get on a sailboat.
1: And they come sail away.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) Um, One thing I do want to say about this game is it is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It is so pretty. It looks like a children's book. Like the art style of it really, really reminds me of a children's book.
1: It's a really, really nice art style that like pops out. Um,
0: The colors are beautiful. mm Um. All the character design's also really nice too. Like mm-hmm. everybody has a lot of personality, even though there's no dialogue whatsoever. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um music was fine. Like there wasn't anything that like stood out as like, wow, it's a really good track, but it was fine. It was enough that like when I got stuck on a puzzle, I didn't want to like murder everybody. <laughs> and I did get stuck on puzzles. We both did. Yeah, it it was, it was a lot of us just like sharing screenshots of like, how would you get past this?
1: And then like having to describe like, oh, I did this, this, and this. Can you, do you understand what I'm saying? Nope. <laughs> oh no.
0: Um, but yeah, it it was a, it was a nice like two hour game and it, I have no regrets of playing it. We'll put it that way. There you go do you have any regrets
1: i mean i i don't want to look at a sheep now
0: you did break the game at one point
1: i did break the game actually yeah
0: yeah i was kind um, of impressed
1: i got in a spot where i literally couldn't move or interact with anything and i was just like uh-oh <laughs> like so i got- just made some boats move and then i was like okay well i can't really do anything so
0: you got to that try and reset Anyone this
1: He's just like he's like I'm just this is my spot now I'm just gonna stand here.
0: <laughs> I just live here now.
1: <laughs> I live here now. I was like, oh.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think the good thing is that like the autosave wasn't that far back, right?
1: Yeah, it was like like a screen or two back, and it was like the very beginning of that section anyway. So it wasn't too difficult as so I kind of load back, out, load back out, load back in. So
0: mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. But yeah, it was a fun game. I'm glad that we played it together though, as opposed mm-hmm. to like playing it separately.
1: Which this game does have local co-op options if I've you do understood. want to play it with someone else.
0: How do you think that would work? I don't know. I feel like it'd it be just chaos.
1: Like just both of you moving the the stuff around, and or there's two old men. I don't know.
0: Two old men trying to find their one <laughs> wife. <laughs> um, um, I
1: think like one of the, like the the way you can do it on Switch is that like each person gets a, a Joy-Con, and all that sort of stuff. So like there's oh, okay. Interesting options in that aspect. So, like I said, um, that
0: feels like it would be chaos knowing the people that I would play with, and it's just feel like, <laughs> all right, I'm trying to make this a whip. Oh well, mm-hmm. old man can't go there now. <laughs> like you would do that, and you know you would.
1: Oh, a hundred percent.
0: Like, what were we playing the other day? You murdered me.
1: Uh, what were we playing the other day? Mario. Mario. Probably. Oh yeah, Mario. Because yes. I I picked you up and just tossed you off the off a platform.
0: <laughs> it's so mean. Ah, so yes you would be the chaotic one there
1: <laughs> that's, that's my job
0: ah, you and Loki that's why you're friends mm-hmm. Loki's like why are you talking about me don't talk about me
1: <laughs> I have not signed a release to be on this podcast <laughs> I'll have my lawyers talk to you
0: oh my god he doesn't have lawyers he doesn't even have a job You know of. God. Uh, the the sweet Logie backstory that we all deserve. It's very good. Yep. Um so then last night, um, I guess after we we finished this this game and a little bit after, since I had to do some things, um, We're very
1: much on the ball.
0: We're like, what are we gonna do? And then you found out that the live-action Hyoka movie is on YouTube in its entirety. <laughs> hmm. Very and legal.
1: Very on the on the up and up.
0: Super super legal. And um, if you listen to episode forty-four, or if you just know us at all, like we are both like super super big fans. It's really really good. Uh, we are not going fans to fans of Hioka
1: because I think you cut out there at the very end.
0: There you go. Fans of it. We really like it a lot. Um, and so that was on episode 44 that we talked about that. And um, so we wanted to see how they would adapt it into a live action movie.
1: Um, we have, in between in between all of that, like we had previously seen the trailers for this. Yes. And... The trailers did not give off the best impression. No, of this film. So we were like, hmm, at all. Um, but we went in, you know, with not really any big expectations, and just to see exactly what this film was going to be. And especially, I think we were really curious, like how or what are they going to adopt in terms of,
0: like, what 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 parts of the story are going to be in this, and also like. Now that we're more familiar with the the main guy who's been in Orange and um, hmm. Diamond is Unbreakable that we've hmm. talked about uh, before. K- Kento Yamazaki. There we go. Um, we're like, all right, we know this dude. We know who he is now. We don't know him, but <laughs> we know who he is now, what he's capable of.
1: We have seen him in, in different two diff- wildly different kinds of films. Um,
0: wildly different. Uh,
1: this performance obviously is way more in line with his performance in Orange because obviously Hyoka is... A very chill, slow-paced mm-hmm. type of story. Not the same as Diamond is Unbreakable, but not as um, emotional, right? Um, but again, I think this dude does a a really good job of capturing uh, his performance as Hosro. Yeah, like he really nails kind of like the essence of that character and everything. Yeah. Um, which he he's done in all of his previous performances that we have seen so yeah, far. Yeah,
2: this dude's
0: good. Mm-hmm. He's really like, good. It, it
1: makes sense why he keeps showing up in. These and kinds I of adaptations, yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Like he, he's good at what he does. I, I will give him that. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I am, I want to go and see like his performances and some of the stuff that like I've seen personal or like other animes I've seen that have been adapted. Like I want to see how he does in Your Lie in April. I want to see how he does in One Week Friends. Yeah, and, and obviously also one. I'm like very curious to see how he does in uh, Wiltokoi.
0: I want to see that too. Mm-hmm. When does that come
1: out? Uh next year. I think it's early next year but again that like that's not going to come that's not gonna be available to watch until later in the year so. yeah well I'm really uh, excited about that
0: yeah um yeah I can't I can't watch you lie in April I can't mm-hmm. do it um so you'll have to just do that without me unless you can convince me at some point that I can manage eh. through it
1: I don't I don't know how they would adapt that story because that story is also another one that's the anime is like 20-ish episodes. Like, how mm-hmm. do you narrow that story down into two hours?
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's the issue here is that, like, is what? Like, 22 and a half episodes?
1: Like, 20, 20-ish. I think a little bit over 20. But, I think it's
0: 22 and um, an OVA.
1: And then that's adapting the first four books? Yes. And five and six still have not... Nothing's happened with those yet, but... uh, Tragically. This was about what I was expecting... To yeah he adapted from this film, which is basically I think like the plot of the first
2: book, yeah,
1: um, so essentially, you know you get the whole if if you were watching the anime, this would be about like the first four or five episodes.
0: It's like the first big arc,
1: yeah, so you get like the whole thing of um Hotsuro being told to go join the classics club, um Chitanda being there. And they have to figure out the mystery of the locked door of how she was able to get in, how he had to unlock the door, and everything. Like that's the first big plot thing that that becomes relevant. Mm-hmm. And then after they kind of nail down the club being an actual thing, uh, she comes to Hotoro and asks him to figure out the mystery behind her uncle and why he made her cry when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And then that sets off like the the main a plot basically for the the rest of the film. Um, again, like mostly things that like. If you've seen the anime, you you know how all these are going to go. Like they yeah. don't really do much of a deviation from them. Um it's just, you know, it's interesting to see how these play out in in a live action film compared to the anime, which again, we're comparing the anime which was made by Kyoto Animation, right. a a very great production and then to this, which is it, it's a strange production, I would say.
0: I that's putting it lightly. Um I was going to say that like you know, it, it's basically the same, but the same if like you are going to be terrified ninety percent of the time.
1: Um, the director of these films, uh, Mari Asato, is known mostly for doing horror films. Like, it shows. Uh, she uh, she did a film in the Grudge series. She did a film adaptation of the video game Fatal Frame. Really? Yeah. So like a lot of her like catalog of directorial films is horror and then she made (laughs) Yoka
0: it shows
1: Uh, so yeah like there's a lot of this weird kind of like not necessarily weird but like just interesting choices in terms of like how the film is shot how they like make certain scenes look with the characters and everything Um, Chitanda is very bizarre in this film like they do a lot of like very slow zoom ins on her and like she'll mm-hmm. just like have like this very
0: creepy grin
1: yeah it just like keeps zooming in and you're like ah.
0: yeah she like... kept creeping me out i'm like oh god i Ooh. and there, also... are, there are a lot
1: of scenes in this film where, like you, you if you basically like change the the soundtrack and added in like horror sound effects in there you, you could easily pass this off as a horror film
0: <laughs> i think we could probably recut it to be a horror film pretty easily i think
1: you could yeah
0: um and it's it's kind of terrifying that you can do that um the way that they do the zoom-ins though it's really terrifying and she also um doesn't really fit the role either um she is in fact younger than both of us we have since learned
2: Mm
1: -hmm. basically the entire cast is
0: (laughs) yeah they they're younger than us but um she just looks so much older than everybody. Well, okay, no, that's a lie. Because the one dude looks like he's forty.
1: Um, so Chitanda looks older than she she looks she's like twenty-five. Uh mm-hmm. the dude who they got to play uh Satoshi also looks much older than like neither you of think them look like
0: they belong in high school. Right. Like at least with Hochiro, he looks like he could be in high school. Oh. He might be an older high schooler than what he's supposed to be. But he, I could buy him being a high schooler. The mm. other two, I'm like, no.
1: These are very much adults playing high school kids.
0: Yeah, like, she's definitely not in high school. He is 40 and has a family. <laughs> and a um, minivan.
1: It, it's just a weird thing. Like, I don't understand, like, if it was just, like, the way they designed these characters and, like, had the, like, you know, they did hair and makeup for them or whatnot that made them just look so much older than you would anticipate. But it was just very bizarre throughout. Um,
0: well, and we were talking about like, oh, what would what would our dream casting be for this? And like, mm-hmm. I think we came up with some much better choices for Chitanda anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's odd casting or odd makeup. I don't know what it is. It's it's odd. It is a good way mm-hmm. to put it. Um just can't get over the fact that he looks so old
1: <laughs> um and i wouldn't say like even though like you know he looks old he does a bad job of playing uh satoshi like yeah. i think he does a really good job actually yeah. um like i think everyone's pretty much cast or like they they do their characters really well except the the, the lady who does chitanda because they make chitanda way more just like forceful and
2: mm-hmm.
1: in a way that's like she's does way not less fit her likeable character. Yeah, like basically, she like like, anytime she wants to go do something, she just like grips Hotoro's arm in a way that like, oh god, you're you're gonna have marks on your arm after this. She like like,
0: manhandles him. She
1: does. It's very bizarre. Like it's it's,
0: she. I don't I don't like the way that they characterize her because Chizatta is actually a very likable character, Mm -hmm. and she's not at all in this. Like like, obviously in the source
1: material, she like she does, like, she, she's able to get her way to make Hotro like, kind of investigate things that she wants, but she's not doing it in a way where she's like, let me just hang on to you and just drag you throughout this entire school to make you do this.
0: Yeah, she's not being, like, overly aggressive. She's definitely not manhandling him, and it's, you can tell that, like, at certain points that he's like, okay, I'm fine with this. Like, he's he's resisting, but he's, like, not really against it. But like this one, he's saying like, "Please don't do this to me." Like, "Why are you doing this?" And it's like, she's dragging him. Like, Jesus. Like, it makes her very, very unlikable, and not but- at all like her at all.
1: Right, and also they make H- Hotro at times be a. D-
0: yeah, just like inexplicably a d for some reason.
1: Like, there's a shot I think before they get him and Satoshi are gonna go to Chitanda's for the whole. Investigation scene at her house. Is this and, the bike like, he, part? He shows up, uh Satoshi shows up, and Hotaru just kicks his bike. He
0: does. He kicks his bike. Or then there's the part where they're like trying to investigate the boxes.
1: Yeah. So like, they're they make the table in the the club room like a piece of wood over boxes. I don't think that's the case in the actual. I don't know if that's like in the in the books or something, but it's not. I don't. think That's the way it is in the anime. Yeah. Um.
0: They have a real table in the anime
1: so they're like he's like oh there's probably in these boxes under the table he literally shoves bayaca out of the way forcefully the shoves her out of the way <laughs> and then tries and goes and tries to look in all these boxes and everything it's like what are you doing
0: he like clears off everything on the table like just does a sweep and then like throws her in the corner. i'm like what what he wouldn't do that no it was very aggressive <laughs> too much energy it it, that's really it it's so out of character for him because that would take too much energy for him Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know why they decided he was just gonna be a butthole sometimes i I don't know that's not that's not who he is
1: i mean i feel like if you if you did kind of a surface level reading of of hyoka in general Mm -hmm. you could probably kind of see that character in that light.
0: Yeah, you could interpret him as that Mm -hmm. if you just, like, didn't actually pay any attention to it whatsoever.
1: So, like, I can see how that could be a thing, but also just, like, it's very bizarre. Yeah. But again, like, there's a lot of this movie that just feels kind of bizarre.
0: Yeah, it's bizarre. Nice. Um, Yeah, I... It just felt weird the whole time watching it, mm-hmm. um, and we have to talk about the 360 camera. We have to. <laughs> There's
1: a lot of 360 camera shots in this, where like, which I think they actually kind of do like an interesting way of having Hotro do his kind thinking sequences. Do his thinking sequences where he's like th- there when things are happening in his mind and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Like that stuff, that's actually you know a very interesting take that they they do on that. But they also have, like, they're, like, hey, we bought a 360-degree camera. We are going to use this 360 camera. And, like, there's a lot of shots of just, like, how they transition from, like, what's happening in reality to what's happening in these, like, thinking investigative sequences of just, like, spin around <laughs> and there you are.
0: Yep. Um or there it's not a 360 camera shot but there's the one shot where like the character is walking towards the camera and then has to walk to the side of it so he doesn't run into
1: it. It's really good. Like usually you know you'll see those types of shots where like a character will walk into the camera and basically like They'll usually cut right before they get to the camera and everything to make it so like they're not having to show them moving out of the way of the camera <laughs> to go forward. But this, they just kept that in. There's, like he he gets to the camera and then he does a little sidestep and walks around it, even though like there would be no reason for him to sidestep in that very in that scene at all.
0: Mm-mm. The ground is completely clear in his path.
1: <laughs> he's just going through the gate and he's just like Whoop, whoo, tried to move around it.
0: <laughs> it was really funny. Oh man! Oh my god! Um, <laughs> another odd choice. Another odd choice.
1: They they uh, one odd choice that we found at the very beginning was that they made the school shoes sneakers. Yes. Which I, I obviously like. I we're not very incredibly educated on the footwear of high school students and what they wear in schools, but for the most part, usually what you see in any form of media that involves a high school is that like their slip-on shoes, right? These were very clearly, you are lacing these up, tying them up. And these are just white sneakers. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if like, that's actually a, if there, if there are schools that do that, but I feel like for the most part, you see the slip-on. So like, that was a very weird choice. And it wasn't something they were even trying to casually hide. Like Mm-mm. there were a lot of shots in the very beginning where you just see their shoes and it's like, Oh, that's sneakers.
0: Um, it's also odd that, like, they wear their winter uniforms five minutes.
1: And then after, like, for the rest of the movie, up until the very end, they're in their summer uniforms. And then at the very end, they go back to the winter.
0: There's, like, no explanation whatsoever. Like, you d- you don't know what kind of time is passing through it. It's just like, okay, cool, we just change uniforms. Like, wait, what? Excuse me? I need some kind of explanation of this. You don't just change uniforms Two days into the semester
1: <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's some weird choices
0: yeah, um, and then there's the one scene of of um her uncle like walking by very slowly and they keep using that over and over and over yeah, there
1: is there's multiple times where they will just reuse shots they've already shown, yeah and use them in like their entirety and it's like what is
2: happening here
0: like we literally just saw this five minutes ago why are we watching it again um because there's like two different shots of him leaving the school and they reuse those and then there's the shot of him like walking through the school and they reuse that one twice or Mm -hmm. once um so you see it twice it's like You couldn't film something else for that part.
1: It's it's very bizarre as well because like it just feels like padding. Yeah, it does. In a way that like this film didn't need.
0: You could have just had the characters talking at that point, like around the table. Do another shot. (laughs) That too. But I mean, if if you are in need of something, like just just have the the like four kids sitting around the table talking. That's fine. No one would be upset by that.
1: That's the kind of pacing you would expect from the story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I... It was weird. It was very weird.
1: So it's a good way to describe, I think, this film in general. It's weird. It's... Like, I don't think it's
0: bad.
1: Like, it's... It, it is an adaptation of Hyoka. Like, it's, it gets all the key points across in a way that, you know, makes sense. Mm-hmm. It basically tells the those first little plot points... That you would get in the anime in the in the first book, like that's all there. Yeah, in a way that you know it makes sense and everything. Except it's for just the, like
0: like Hoturo being a butthole and Chitano. Yeah, being and some and like the, the weird
1: characterization issues aside, but like I think as a whole, it's just a it's a film that's weirdly shot and directed.
0: Yeah, I think that it had potential to be a really good adaptation, but it missed the mark a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. The fact that I was more creeped out by it than, like, anything else is not a great sign, especially with how much I love the anime. Right. Like, I would definitely put this in, like, my top three anime of all time that I, like, like, love, whatever. Yeah, I would. So I was really excited about this. I'm like, all right, let's watch this live action version. But like we had seen screenshots of it, like you said at the beginning, like we had seen screenshots. So I was a little like. Mm. um. So when you told me we were going to watch it last night, I was like, you know what? Let's just do this thing.
1: I mean, that's kind of how I felt as well. It's like I, I am curious to see hey, how this, this this adaptation actually is, considering, you know, the trailer did not look great.
0: Now I want to recut it as a horror film. I bet you could. I bet I could, too.
1: I 100% too. bet you could. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a bizarre, bizarre film. Um,
0: I also thought it was going to, like, make you die at one point while we were watching it because I kept talking about her Steven Tyler mouth.
1: God. God.
0: It It's a large mouth <laughs> with a lot um, of teeth.
1: What's... Uh, what's uh, I, Let's have you guess. Have a guess. Okay. How much did this film make at the box office in Japan?
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Now, you
1: got to, so, this would be in yen, obviously, so, you can inflate your number a bit.
0: Inflate my number a bit.
1: Yeah, so, like, if you thought, like, oh, I made 10,000, that would be, what, add two zeros as a million?
0: How much do movies usually make they're like usually in millions aren't they
1: well in here over here yeah if it's yeah. a big film per se um,
0: which I don't know if this was a big film but I would mm-hmm. imagine that it would make like something
1: right um, it did make something
0: <laughs> do I know what the budget was
1: uh, no I don't think this has budget numbers it just has box office number
0: Um, so if I say like 25 mil US, what would that be in?
1: 25 million would be 2 billion.
0: Jesus, that's a lot. How bad of an overshot is that?
1: That's a big overshot.
0: (laughs) Did it make like less than like US 10 million? Yes. Jesus, this was a not great success. Um, did it make less than US one million? No. All right. Well, we're between one and ten.
1: <laughs> the big wide golf, uh, wide gap there you got there for you.
0: Um, six.
1: Nope. Too high. Four too high two too high
0: 1.5
1: too high
0: what the heck what is it
1: it made 130 million yen equivalent to 1.3 million
2: wow
0: man not
1: great let's see if we can put that in perspective here um So the JoJo movie, Mm -hmm. Diamond is Unbreakable, made two point one million. That's in U.S. dollars, I assume. Right. Um, So obviously that one's that was a little bit bigger. Um, Do we have numbers on the Orange movie? The Orange movie made twenty eight point two million U.S. dollars.
0: Wow.
1: So this didn't do great.
0: No, it did not. Probably because it's freaking creepy.
1: Because it's freaking creepy.
0: I think it's freaking creepy! It, it's very, very upsetting. To so put
1: this even in more perspective, um, the film adaptation of One Week Friends, which is a lesser-known anime and manga mm-hmm. in general, made $5.7 US dollars.
0: Wow. So what the heck happened?
1: I think just this, this thing bombed. Um, There are no indications that they're going to make anything a sequel to this at all, and I would assume so, considering how little money they made.
0: I mean, if if the Diamond is Unbreakable film can't get a sequel. And that
1: made, you know, almost a million dollars more? Yeah. Yeah, I would assume as well that, yeah, they're probably not going to (laughs) make... This thing's not going to get off the ground at all.
0: Um, Well. So, yeah. We watched a film.
1: We did watch a film. This is a Japanese website that Wikipedia links to um, has a rating on the film at 2.6 stars. Out of five. Oof. So, average. <laughs>
0: I bet this movie would be really fascinating if we, like, re-cut the music and all the sound effects. I'd be interested in doing that. I don't have time.
1: Right. I don't have the video skills to do that, but...
0: It'd be amazing, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Anyway, um, at least the main kid did a good job.
1: Yeah, totally. Um... He was I think a, for the most part, the cast was fine.
0: I, I still think Chitanda was... But, um, but yeah, the, yeah the,
1: that's a, that's fair.
0: The acting for the rest of them was fine. Mm-hmm. And that might have just been, they gave her a really bad direction on how Chitanda should be.
1: Totally, that could easily be one of the reasons why this thing is entirely bizarre as it is. Um. But if you are at all curious about Kyoka, this is not the thing to start off with. Or no, please maybe don't even
0: really watch. Yeah, please don't. Um,
1: watch the anime. Go find the novels if you can. Um, and then if you're really curious, you can check this out. Like it. Like I said, it's fine. It's not yeah. bad. It's just weird.
0: It's so weird. If you really, really like 360 cameras, this is for you. <laughs>
1: And I feel like we've kind of run the gambit so far in terms of like our sample size of live action adaptations. Where like the orange one was very faithful, mm-hmm. um, and we really enjoyed it. The JoJo one kind of goes off in some different directions, but it was still enjoyable. Yeah, and then this one's just weird. It's so weird. Like that's I feel like that's kind of like the the thing you're gonna get with adaptations in general where like you'll find ones that are like really good and they follow the source material extremely well. It's ones that have to kind of go off in their own direction because of various reasons in terms of like story and all that sort of stuff and then ones that are just going to be like you know they did a good job of adapting the story and everything but everything else kind of surrounding it is just not that great and strange and like is was this really necessary?
0: <laughs> <sighs> I don't know, man. It. I don't know. Yeah. That's really all I have to say.
1: Yeah. I feel don't like your
0: friend's bike.
1: <laughs> don't kick your friend's bikes or just toss people off a table.
0: <laughs> I'd be so upset if I got tossed like that. God. He just flung her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yoink.
0: God. Anyway, we watched this film.
1: We watched this film.
0: We did the thing.
1: There you go. We did the thing.
0: We also directed an old man on his journey. We did. And he didn't die.
1: But he he got on a lot of boats. He got on a lot of
0: boats. (laughs) And sheep suck.
1: It's true. Well, I think that's going to wrap this episode up. A little bit of a shorter episode, but... It is what it is.
2: Um,
0: um Didn't you say that it's the anniversary of the Shushush Shush Man episode though? Uh, I, I think that's worth noting.
1: <laughs> it is indeed the anniversary of the Shushush Shush Man.
0: It's worth noting.
1: Um, so yes, one year ago we talked about the the hashtag worst game of twenty well, The the <laughs> Presenter of worst game. Of <laughs> the
0: presenter of yes.
1: Um, and that was the Quiet Man. So if you want to go back and listen to that for comedic purposes, go ahead. Just remember, one year ago, that was what we were spending our time doing, mm-hmm. playing that game more than once. Too many times because that game also like kept <laughs> bugging out at the very end. God, what a nightmare. <sighs>
2: <laughs> I can't
0: Oh man what a mm. anyway we guys we guys we did that so that you guys didn't have to exactly. and this is the one year anniversary of that so if you if you're getting a little nostalgic you can listen to this episode and then go back and listen to the shush, shush man there you go-hmm think about what you're doing with your life. <laughs> not playing <sighs> quiet man twice it's
1: a, it's a good thing to do
0: think about what you're doing with your life or not play the quiet man not twice. play the
1: quiet man more than once <laughs> um yeah uh but hello oh, yeah hey if you'd like more from us go to seasoncheck.com or sdc.cool is where you can find past episodes of our podcasts
2: mm-hmm.
1: and other podcasts like seasonallycheckup and jared now watch you can also find comms reviews on the site as well you'd like more from AinLadyum, go to AinLadyum.com. See the columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash checkup. That's where we do Twitter. And you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash anime... Or S-A-C-O-V-A. Wrong wrong, wrong one. Whoops! Um, You can support us there, and you could, like, spend, like, three bucks. The equivalent of buying yourself a slice of pizza. You could buy us a slice of pizza and support your favorite dumb podcast... (laughs)
0: Oh, I love pizza so much.
1: There you go. That's, that's gonna be our new Patreon tagline. Buy us a slice of pizza. I would love it. Patreon.com slash S A C O V A.
0: Please buy me pizza.
1: <laughs> uh next week is our final week of uncertainty before we hit December and we have a full month of certainty.
0: Ooh, that's gonna be terrifying. Should we give should we give the
1: folks a little preview of what they're they should be expecting in the month of December?
0: Yeah, why the heck not?
1: Uh so we have four episodes hitting you all throughout the month of December. Starting with... Actually, I need to pull it up to get the right order, but it's not that big of a deal. Um, December 7th, I believe, is our... is a very going to be a very interesting episode, one we're going to have to do some research for. Oof. Because we need to look at... You know, what were the best games of the last decade? Because yep. the decade's ending. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to try and compile a list singular lists and maybe try and come together and form our own dual list if that's possible we'll we'll figure that out by the time that episode comes up but yeah we're gonna try and figure out the best games of the decade because that's gonna be fun yeah uh december 14th will be our very annual preview episode of the upcoming year so we'll take a look at stuff stuff that's coming out in 2020 um Again, because, of course, the way this happens and the way our podcast lines up, we will probably miss all of the announcement that happens on the Game Awards. Because <laughs> that is happening on Thursday, and we're probably not going to wait until after that show happens to record our podcast. So
2: Probably not.
1: That's just the way this thing works. It literally happens every year. Every year. December 21st, our annual Christmas episode, where we talk about something that is Christmas-related. And the past two years have been movies we've talked about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This year, we're, we're heading into the realm of video games
0: dun, dun, dun.
1: to play a game by someone that Al hates.
0: <laughs> I cannot believe I've agreed to this. I can't believe I agreed to this.
1: Uh, and then, I... sorry, were you going to say something?
0: No, I'm just thinking like, what am I? Why? Why have I? But you know what?
1: Because we're going to make a fun time out of
0: it. I, I, accept, I accept my fate.
1: And then finally, on December 28th, we will determine the 2019 Game of the Year.
0: Dun, dun, dun!
1: So that is a look ahead to seeing what's going to happen in the month of December. But next week, we'll have something. I don't know. I have an idea. I just need to figure out how to do it.
0: Oh, do you?
1: Yeah, I figured it'd be a a nice, chill thing we could do, and it's not entirely long. Neato. Um, so we'll, we'll probably do that, and then we'll go through December, and then we'll be ready for the next year where we'll probably talk about some games
2: nice. starting
1: off. So look forward to all of that coming up in the near future for all of y'all.
2: All y'all.
1: And until then, don't let people creepily zoom in on your face.
2: Uh.